Everybody ready? If you brought your Bible, go ahead and get those out. Got your Bible apps. Go with me to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Something I've given much thought to over recent years is the potential smallness of my, my own mentality that, that hinders the experience of God's fullness. I ask questions. Am I limiting? Am I restricting? Am I hindering God from moving in my life to the full capacity that He desires to? Because I know, I know in everything there's the God side and then there's the, the me side, yeah? Uh, you know He's the giver and, and we're the receivers. Both are necessary for God's fullness to be manifest. And so again, I ask and I, I, I wonder and I talk to him about, about some of this. Um, has my environment growing up and, and even in present times, has it hindered at all my vision, my expectation? Has it created some sort of, like I said, barrier to God moving um, to the fullness that He desires? It is what I consider to be normal what God's con God considers to be normal? Or if I, if I set the bar real low and I think, man, I had a good prayer time there. I had, we had a great service. And the Lord's going, you think that was great? <laughs> If you could only see what I wanted it to be. If you only had a vision to experience the expanses of my greatness and power in your, in your church. And yikes, I don't want to go to heaven and find out that I so greatly limited what God wanted to do in our house. And in my life personally. Because I had such small thinking or such a religious mentality that boxed him in. That, that, that our experience was less than it could be. And so as I consider these things, I, I am thinking about the move of God. What he really wants to do. I'm thinking about my own prayer life. I'm thinking about church and ministry and, and, and what it potentially could be. Uh, I'm thinking about finances. How many understand with, with, uh, with things like money, um, small minds limit God? While some, uh, they choke up over a hundred dollars. Another person chokes up over a thousand. With another, it's ten million. But with the Lord, I mean, his streets are paved with gold. He's not tripping over any of this. You know that. But when we are, sometimes it limits what He can do in us and through us and among us, right? It, when we think, oh, 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 I can't believe, oh, 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 you know. <laughs> well, it's because there's, there's a smallness inside of us that I believe He wants to expand. I believe that, that the Spirit of God, even now in this house and in our lives, is endeavoring to, to break through. Uh, almost like the, the, you know, the chicken 
breaking out of the egg. You know, the little chick breaking out of that shell. Let's break out into something more and something better. I, I know around our, our building in the offices and in different places, uh, we've got these vents that are pumping out heat and pumping out air conditioning and so forth. And, and I, I understand, because I don't usually climb up in there and look, but I understand there's some kind of thingamajiggies up there. That's the scientific word. Uh, that that you, you can either, you can restrict or enlarge the airflow that's coming into the various rooms. And uh, I, I wonder sometimes if that's the case in our spiritual life with God. Maybe, maybe this thing has been restricted. It's been tightened down. We still have God working in us and coming and, and, and moving in our lives, but maybe we could open it up a little bit. And there could be a much greater flow, a much greater presence and experience with God. And, and that's what I seek, you know. Say, well, how do I know? I, I, I think we have to look. I think we have to ask the right questions. I think we have to analyze this. Because if you were asking me about the vents, even in my own office, I don't know. I haven't looked up there. I don't know if I've ever looked up there. I, I, I wonder if there are some areas in our own lives we've just never looked at. And we thought, well, it's all normal. Well, normal by whose standards? Normal by what, by what measurement? By recent history in, in, the, in, in America? By, by how church is normally done? Is that the standard? Is that, is that normal? Or could we find some, some examples that are totally outside of that? Could, could we find in history that some people pushed beyond this? Maybe we could read about people like in the Old Testament in Genesis like Enoch who walked with God for 300 years and got so close to him he was just gone. Where did Enoch go? We don't know. Everybody okay? How can we maximize the potential of life on earth before we go to heaven? One of our problems here is, is we have small thinking. The limiting power of our mentality is very real. It is very real in all of our lives, what we, what we accomplish, what we achieve. Uh, is the potential of your life bigger than what you've experienced? Could it possibly be much more than you've ever realized? Proverbs tells us in the 23rd chapter, that as, a, as one thinks in his heart, so is he. You, you notice that language, as he thinks. Not as God thinks for him. Not as God wants him to be, so is he. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. And sometimes we want to put it all off on a divine sovereign plan, but the divine sovereign God did not say it works that way. Really, what we allow to be our inward mentality and belief system absolutely controls our destiny here on earth. It controls whether we have much of God or little or can do great things and have great influence, have, have much experience with Him, or whether it's very limited. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of believers around the world that are true and genuine Christians are believers, they've received salvation, but their, their experience with God is minuscule compared to what some of ours is. Yeah. 
Really. And it's not because God loves us more, I don't think. Maybe he does, but, uh, you know, he, he loves us more than someone else. But it has to do with he endeavors to get into a person's life but is limited by the container. And that, that container, if you will, can increase or decrease. Praise God. This gives me much hope and expectation because if there is a desire to increase this, I tell you, the Lord is more than willing to show himself strong and mighty in our midst on a continual and ever-increasing measure. And so, I wonder sometimes, um, what are the prayers I've never prayed? Because I didn't know to ask. What did the Lord want me to do? But he just needed me to ask. But I never thought to ask. I didn't know that was the question I was supposed to, I was supposed to ask. I, I don't know if you've ever found yourself doing this. I have. Lord, tell me what to ask. <laughs> I know wisdom is, is scriptural, so give me the wisdom to know what to pray, what to ask so that I don't uh, reduce the experience that I have of you. When, when I worship God, what's supposed to happen? What's supposed to happen in me when I stand here and I lift my hands and I say, I worship you? Say, well, what do you mean what's supposed to happen? What? You're saying nothing's supposed to? That's just it? How do you know? Well, that's the way it's always been. That's the problem. Humanity as a whole, we have limited and reduced the flow of God's Spirit and the manifestation of His glory in our lives because we didn't know we were supposed to expect anything. I was just singing the song. What's the big deal? What's the problem with that? No problem. But what could it be? What could be your experience with God? I've seen, I've had experiences here and there and glimpses here and there when I thought, holy smokes or holy ghost. And uh, <laughs> this is amazing. And why haven't I seen that before? And why have I lived all these years and I didn't know that? And how much better it is now. Praise God. Did you find 2 Corinthians? I needed to say a few things to get you warmed up. <laughs> 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Notice with me in verse 11. It reads, O Corinthians. Now I guess they were Irish. That's why it says that, right? <laughs> o Corinthians. Or maybe it's of, of concern when the, the, if the Lord calls your name and he starts off with O. O Corinthians. We have spoken openly to you. Our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted by your own affections. Now in return for the same... I speak as to children, you also be open, be open. Now, now think about this, this other word, uh, King James Bible uses there the word enlarged. Our hearts are enlarged uh, towards you. He said, you also be enlarged. He's not talking about increase your food intake. You know, you guys are looking kind of skinny, you need to, no. He's talking about an inward enlargement. 
that needs to take place. How, how many understand that God is a very, very, very big God? Yeah. He is, a, he, he is large. He is all wise. His power is beyond comprehension. His love does not, our, our, our brains do not grasp it. His compassion and faithfulness and his ability, it, he is just a very, very big God. To even think up the universe takes a big thought, takes a big vision. <laughs> And, uh, and God is a big God. How in the world are we supposed to get, wrap our minds around Him? Well, I don't believe that fully we're going to. That fully we can. But I do know this, that our hearts can receive things that our minds can't grasp. I can have experiences that I can't fully wrap my mind around. Yeah? I already have had some of those. Um, it's almost like... Uh, uh, I can drive my car and make full use out of it and, and enjoy it, but I, if the engine breaks down, I need help. You know? Uh, I don't understand the full uh, uh, workings of the internal combustion engine and all of the electronics that go along. I can't fully explain that, but I can still enjoy it. Huh? And likewise, there is some truth with I can't fully wrap my mind around all that God is, but I can sure enjoy having a relationship with Him and enjoy His gifts and His blessings in my life. Yeah. Amen. And so, here again, an open heart, an enlarged heart, you can have that. He says, he said, you also be open, be enlarged. That means someone could be closed they could be small, and it's up to them to give place to enlargement. Otherwise, you don't talk like that. You don't say, come on, man, open up. Think bigger. Be enlarged inwardly. If it weren't possible, and it weren't a reality that many people are closed inside. Their vent tube is... It's small, but it can be big. It can be enlarged. They're closed. Their heart is closed to much. And there's different reasons for that. But their heart is closed, but the Lord wants it open. Say, so, well, God's going to do whatever He's going to do. No, He's not. No, He will do what you allow Him to do. He will work in your life to the degree that you, you create a space for Him to work. And he won't force himself in, you would blow up. <laughs> you try to put the, the largeness of God in any one of his attributes inside a vessel that is closed or hard or restricted, huh? And their life cannot contain it. So he's waiting for a place. Yeah. Yes, it starts with salvation, but it continues on. He's, wait, he's looking for a place. He's looking for an opportunity to move in in fullness. Now, Paul is writing to this church, and he, said, he tells them, he said, you're not restricted by us. 
you've done this to yourself. He said, you're restricted by your own affections. How many people believe that their limitations in life, their smallness in any area of life is a result of somebody else? Well, it's because of the way I grew up. It's because of these individuals. They're holding me back. They're restricting me. It's because of the government. It's because of the environment of, that I'm in. And we can do that all day. How many know we can find reasons for our smallness inside? And we're not going to be helped by that. He said, listen, we're not, I'm not the one restricting you. You're restricted by your own affections. And that's good news as well. Because now I don't have to be limited by... What I, don't, what I can't control within someone else's life. I can say, all right, Lord, here we go. Let's open this thing up. Let's see how fast we can go. Let's see how high. Let's see how fast. Let's see how far we can travel. Yeah? Because the potential is there with you and God to have a wide, open, expanded view of Him and of your life in this earth. Praise God. Now listen, listen to this verse. Again, these verses again. This is the message Bible, all right? The message. Listen. It reads this way. Dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open, spacious life. See, see, they're not in it though. They're not in a wide open. They're in a restricted life. He said, we didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can with great affection. Open your lives. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. Man, isn't that good? Live openly and expansively. What constricts us? What restricts us? What is holding us back? Uh, th there are many things that can contribute. Sometimes it's a, re it's, it's a religion. Sometimes th a person's theology keeps them down. Because of their belief that God wants to restrict and keep them small and keep them limited and keep them uh, immobile and, huh, and keep them to where they don't have much control or freedom, their, their, their belief system is, is, is holding them back. Amen. Many times people are praying for increase on the outside and, and by itself there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, scriptural and everything. But what they ought to do is focus on increase on the inside. There is a need for us to have a greater vision. There is a need for us to ha have a greater belief and a mentality of something more. If you think about, about structures that are built, uh, like large buildings or skyscrapers, how many know the larger the building on the outside, the more that has to take place underground? The higher it goes, the deeper it needs to go. And sometimes we just focus on the external in our own lives and we want to go high. We want to, you know, everything outside, but there's nothing there to hold up that, that type of life. What should our focus be? Enlarge me in here. Amen. Or you think about a tree. I mean, a large, strong, healthy tree uh, where there's a large part of that tree that you never see. Because it's a strong, deep, healthy root system. And without that healthy, strong, deep root system, that tree can never get that large because some wind will come by and knock it down. Yeah. 
yeah? And we want all this on the outside of our lives, but yet the first storm that comes along is going to take us out. And so God designed that something would work in us, and then it would be reflected outside. We used to sing this song years ago, something on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Amen. And the whole, that was the whole song. You would repeat it and sing it in different ways. And uh, Anybody know that song? <laughs> yeah, a few people. Something on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Something on the inside, <laughs> working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. See, that's the way the kingdom works. Even the new birth. How many know when you got bored again? Your body looked the same as when you got done praying. Got done praying. I was still same shape, same color hair, same whatever. But what was new? Your spirit was made brand new. Something on the inside. Yeah? The, the Lord works that way. Uh, scripture says he's, he's working in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Not working toward us, not working around us, working in us. And if we'll get the right thing built on the inside, uh, all things are possible. Amen. You think about, you think about uh, those who have won large lottery winnings. Have you, ever, have you ever seen some of those stories, some of those documentaries of those who have won gazillions of dollars? How many know most of the time it does not end well? Most of the time, they crash and burn, and it actually hurts them in their life. You think, how can $100 million hurt you? <laughs> because they don't have the infrastructure. <laughs> they don't have the underground. They don't have the root system. They don't have what's necessary to be able to handle so much on the outside. And I want us to be able to experience the greatest move of God in that has ever been seen. I want people's businesses to grow and, and, and make gazillions of dollars and be used for the kingdom and, and all this stuff. But we've got to have the right thing inwardly before God can, can really do what He wants to do. Have you ever read about elephants and, and how when an elephant is, is a, a baby and, and, and they will take a rope and tie it around the elephant's leg and tie it to a stake? And, and that's, that rope and that stake, when that elephant is just born is sufficient to keep it from running around and they can keep it contained just by that little rope and stake. But, but elephants grow. <laughs> but what happens, amazing what happens is an elephant will grow and become this massive animal. And while the, while the animal is an adult elephant, uh, you can still restrict it with the same rope and the same stake. Even though mathematically doesn't make any sense. That elephant is plenty strong enough to just walk right, right away from that thing, uh, snap the rope, pull up the, pull up the stake. But what's the, what's the deal? It doesn't know that. It thinks because of its childhood, what they, it thinks that it can't get away. Got this huge potential, this massive strength, and yet the elephant won't, won't use it. I wonder how many of us have a rope around our leg. I wonder how many of us have this belief system that keeps us from succeeding in life, that keeps us from being all we can be because we think we can't. I can't. I've been tied this thing my whole life. That's all I know is I'm restricted. I can only do so much. You're not restricted by God. You're not restricted by, you know, often people like myself or others who speak in you, but your own affections are restricting you. 
Everybody okay? What do you believe you can't do? Let's question it. Someone said, I can't succeed. Let's question that. What if that's, what if that's totally wrong? Well, I can't because I have this, this physical disability. Well, what if you don't? Well, I can't believe because, you know, I mean, I, I, I didn't get the education I needed and, and so I can't succeed. Well, maybe that's a lie. Maybe there's more potential to you than you thought. Someone said, I have, a, I have a difficult time, you know, loving people like I ought to. Well, maybe you, you can. Or, or being loved. I just can't receive love from other people because, you know, there are people that way. And I just can't receive love from people. And it's because, I, I know, but what if that's a rope that maybe that was true years ago and it's not true anymore? I can't resist temptation. I just can't, I can't resist in this area. I struggle in this area and I've got these desires and I've got these feelings and I just want this and, and, and I, don't, I just don't think I can ever uh, change. I can't ever be free from that. That's just part of my, I just have to learn to, to accept that in my life. Well, what if you don't? What if God working in you makes you so much stronger than you realize? What if you are able? But the restriction is the belief. The restriction is the mentality that says, I can't do it. I'm not able. I'm limited by this. This is the way I've always been. This is the way I'll always be. I'm telling you, the Lord wants you to enlarge your heart. He wants you to think beyond where you've been. Someone said, I can't really be the spiritual leader in my home that my family needs. Who says you can't? Who says? You've been telling yourself that for how long? Rise up. And see yourself the way the Lord sees you, with great potential and great influence and great leadership. What have others said that you couldn't do? Maybe from childhood. Like I said, you were tied down with that, with that rope. You know, you're not as good as your brother. And I don't know how many people over the years have told me that someone like a, you know, a bad teacher, a lot of teachers are great, but you know, a bad teacher told them you're not very smart. They told me when I was a kid I wasn't very smart. And, uh, and it's amazing how many people remember that well into their adult years. And they were a very small child and they remember being told that. Why? Often, unless they get this, unless they get free, often it's a rope around them. And it sticks with them and it limits their potential in life. God didn't put it there though. We live in a rough and tough and rumble world, right? And people will do things to limit your life and restrict you and keep you down and keep you small inside. But the Lord wants us to, in, to be enlarged. Amen. Who do you think you are? You think you're better than everyone else in this family? Limiting thoughts get you to stay put, stay in your place. Don't get out of there. You, you need to, this is who you are, little, little you. No, I'm a God-possessed human being born of him. His spirit is on the inside. My potential is whatever the gift of God in me will produce and the wisdom of God and I have access to it all. Yeah? That's the way we need to think. You might remember a quote from Henry Ford. Whether you believe you can do a thing or not, you're right. Isn't that good? Over in the book of, uh, well, you go to Ephesians 3. 
so I can squeeze these in. Uh, but over in the book of Luke, uh, chapter 6, Jesus was ministering one day uh, and uh, in the synagogue, and it says in verse 6, it happened on the Sabbath also that he entered the synagogue and taught, and, and a man was there who, whose right hand was withered. So Jesus is preaching, and there's this guy there. I don't know what exactly that looked like, but his hand was withered in some way. His hand wouldn't stretch out. His hand wasn't useful. His hand wasn't fully developed or normal. It was a withered hand. And of course, the, the religious people were trying to restrict Jesus, saying, you can't do anything. Sabbath day here, you can't do this stuff. They tried to put him in a box and shut him down and limit his life and ministry. Jesus didn't fall for it. In verse 10, it reads, and when he had looked around them all, at them all, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he did so, and his hand was restored as whole as the other. I want you to know this is one of the good parts of this message. Okay, they've all been good. <laughs> is watch. This is how God will work in us to get us beyond where we are. We still must respond. But how do you stretch out a hand that doesn't stretch out? He didn't just say, put your arm out. He stretched his hand out. His, he stretched a hand out that wouldn't stretch out. And whether it's a healing that says stand up and walk or move it or stretch it or look through it or listen with it, huh? Whatever it is, or it's some other part of your life where you get a word from God. I'm telling you, he'll talk to you. I'm telling you, if you pay attention and get in his face, he will take you from where you are and stretch. He will tell you to do something that you can't do. He'll tell you to do something that's impossible given your past and your current knowledge and your ability. He'll get you to move beyond it. And yes, it'll take his power to see it through, just like the healing power of God with the withered hand. But that's what he wants for us. He's endeavoring to get his power to work toward us and through us and change us on the outside. How does it start? A word on the inside that says, stretch out your hand. A word on the inside that says, it's time to go for it. It's time to reach out. It's time to do what you've never done before. Hallelujah. Well, how will you respond? I can't. Or, yes, Lord. Let's go. And that's easy to say in this context, but I understand. The small mind will fight against it. It'll say, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. No, 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 don't, don't. Play it safe. Use wisdom. And all kinds of rationales will keep us small. Will keep us limited. I know when we came... Um, to, to, this, to this building. And we were having church in a, in a much smaller facility. And, and we came to this building, and it was way bigger than where we were. And way more money to get it and to renovate and, and to do all. And I had, I had some people that tried to squish me down. There's a couple of people that said, no, we can't do that. That's too much. That's too big. You need, we, need to, we need to wait and slow down. And, and, and well, I realize I'm not saying that anyone should just do everything. There is a prayer life and being led of the Spirit. But when you believe you're doing the right thing, there is going to be opposition. And someone's going to tell you you can't. But if it's right, it's right. And you step out by faith and you walk on water. You do what you can't do. 
You don't have enough money. I know that. I can count. <laughs> but we're in this for a greater purpose. We are building the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is no small thing. This is a big endeavor we're a part of. And God is for us and not against us. And he wants us to do this. So I know we can't, but we're going to do it anyway. But you have to watch out. Are those voices, are they uh, the limiting voices, the small thinkers? I don't want to be led around by small people. I mean that in no physical way, obviously. You know, I mean vision. I mean someone who's tripping over, tripping over pennies on their way to dollars. I mean, everything is just small thinking. God is a great big God. And I have a feeling we need to stretch some more. I, I know that the Lord wants to stretch out our tent pegs. I know that the Lord wants us to increase in our understanding and knowledge of Him. There's a big world out there that needs Him. And we must do our part. We must play our role in this, in this amazing plan. Praise God. Did you find Ephesians 3? See, I find a lot of scriptures that where the Lord opens things up. All things are possible to him who believes. Not sit down and be quiet and... <laughs> no, believe for bigger and better. Believe for more. Believe for an expanded life. A wide open, spacious life. Hallelujah. Ephesians 3. This is a prayer, by the way, that Paul prayed uh, for the Ephesian church. And I'm jumping right in the middle of it. Just save, save some time. Uh, he prayed, beginning in verse 18, he prayed that, that they may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height. Get the picture here. That they would be able to do what? Comprehend it. In other words, comprehension isn't automatic. Just because, well, I'm, I'm saved. I believe in Jesus. I'm going to heaven. Good for you. You ready to comprehend the magnitude of God? You ready to comprehend how wide and tall and deep and huge this thing is? It doesn't come automatically. That's why Paul said, I'm praying for you guys. I have seen some stuff, man. I have seen some things in God and Holy Ghost. It is massive. So I'm praying for you that you would be able to comprehend this. Oh, glory to God. That you'd be able to comprehend. Verse 19, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. What do you mean it passes knowledge? How can I know what I don't know? How can I know something that's beyond knowledge? I mean, that's mean, that means my brain can't comprehend it. My brain can't, uh, can't wrap itself around this magnitude of God's love. My brain goes tilt. It's too big. I can't get it. You know, you can still experience it. Yeah, you can still experience some of the greatness and magnitude of God and comprehend it even though you couldn't necessarily do the math and say God is this size. His love, it looks exactly like this. It's this shape, but I can experience it. I can know it in that regard. How many know the scripture uses the word know in different ways? Like Adam knew Eve. It, some of it is experiential. It's an intimate depth of knowledge that's not just on paper. I can give you the five points of God and his greatness. No, you can't. 
But I tell you, you can't experience him. You can't have a comprehension that goes beyond an ability to even fully articulate it. Paul went to heaven. He told us about it in 2 Corinthians 12. And he said, I, I saw some things and I heard some things. I can't even tell you. There just aren't words for it. It's, it's beyond what I can explain. It was nice. Of course, I'm adding to that. Amen. And if your God is, is, is fully explained in five minutes, he's probably not much of a God anyway. You know? He is massive. But this is how we're to pray. So I want this. I want an expanded heart. I, I want an enlarged vision. And, and, and I want to be bigger on the inside so I can handle more on the outside. This is the way you pray. That you may know the love of Christ that passes knowledge. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Glory to God. So being filled with all the fullness of God is not automatic. Well, I received Jesus. Good, you're fully saved. I don't mean you only have his arm or his leg. Uh, you fully have received the Lord. But there is a fullness of God yet to be experienced. And the Ephesians were saved. We're going to heaven. Paul's still praying. There is a fullness available to you. And I'm praying that God will open your heart and give you a knowledge and an experience and understanding where you can enjoy his fullness. Now to him who is able to, to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ever ask or think according to the power that works in us. So we must be then capable of receiving this. There is the potential in every single one of us to receive. What is God trying to open your mind to? So I don't know. Well, do you know it's there? Do you know there is more? What thoughts have you been in your life quick to dismiss as being impossible? Well, I could never do that. That could never happen. You know, people do that with things even uh, like their health. Well, I've had this limp all my life. So what? That's final word on it? God's restricted by your limp? Well, I could never... So did the, I've prayed for a, a handful of people that were completely deaf in one ear or the other, and they got completely restored. Amen. Some of them born that way. They could easily say, well, that's just the, my lot in life. I've never heard out of this ear. Not until now. Amen. People accept diseases. I've seen people accept their their fibromyalgia. People accept their Lyme disease and these kind of things. And well, I just got to learn to manage the pain. No, you don't. That's a restriction in your own self. God is bigger than that. Amen. And th th he'll tell you to stretch your hand out. Yeah. So he can do in you what he wanted to do the whole time. But we think, we believe, people tell us, you're this. You're this, you're not this, you're this, you're small, you're little. Yeah? And I say, Lord, open up our hearts. Reveal to us. Show us the fullness of who you are. Give us a glimpse of the depth and length and width and height. May we pray with, a, with a, an expectation of our great big God and our little tiny bitty problems. Instead of our big, big, fat, honking problems and our little bitty God. Amen. How many know when we sing, I magnify you, Lord? Or we sing, uh, 
I'm lifting you higher and higher. He's not actually getting bigger. He's not actually going higher. He's in the highest place. What's happening? Hopefully what's happening is right in here. He's getting bigger. And he's going higher. And he is magnified above everything else in our life because he is who he is. And one of our goals is to see it clear and see it right and to experience him to the full. What might the Lord lead us to accomplish together as a church? What's the potential of our, of our family, of our gathering? Maybe we need to pull on the rope. <clears throat> well, we can't do. Who says you've grown a little bit since then? We might be capable of much more than we realized. Give it a tug. I'm just going to try this. Wow. Say it out loud with me today. Say, Father, Father enlarge my heart. Lead me into the spacious life. Praise God.